Okay, good morning, everyone. Welcome back. Coming to you live from the CBS Community Carlos Summers in Philadelphia on a lovely Tuesday morning. And we continue with Derech Hashem. We are really getting quite close to the end of this eighth parak of your Perches, which is the last parak in Chelek Beis, which means we're getting quite close to the end of Chelek Beis. We are in the second to last paragraph here of Chelek Beis, wrapping up Hashgacha, wrapping up Hashkafa, wrapping up Hashpa'a, how Hashem runs the world, maintains the world, interacts with the world, and more. And the final paragraph, he's been ranting on Hashem's Hashpa'a, how Hashem gives to the world, how Hashem bestows his bounty, his blessing upon the world. And we saw that um, Hashem actually, we saw yesterday, is mashpia through action and through inaction. And through inaction, through passivity, is still Hashem being mashpia. Hashem can choose to bestow his goodness and his blessing and bounty on mankind through ha'oris panim, through his countenance, his lichtikite, his uh, radiance. And that produces an individual state of the ideal, the utopian state of mankind, an elevated neshama, an elevated guf to go together with that neshama, blessing and prosperity and physicality in the material world, the material world, and enlightenment in the mental world, the realm of the mentality, and the lack thereof, when Hashem turns around, Hashem conceals himself, is the very opposite. But the main point yesterday was Hashem's concealment is also Hashem being mashpi, Hashem being involved in giving and interacting. That was the main point yesterday, and we saw how a baby starts in the beginning of a baby's development in a state of utter um, distanced, distancing, and it's utterly distanced from enlightenment and all matters of the soul, and it slowly is able to develop. Um, but the default state of this world is to be distanced from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. That's why Hester Panim, Hashem turns around that we slip back in the default state. Now let's see Dalit. Dalit is rather a, a rather lengthy paragraph over here where he chooses to go through this a, a particular um, sweeping view of history of the development of mankind in Kala Yisrael. And uh, let's see what he wants over here. Dalit, Perik, let's see, Chelik Beis, Perik Ches, Simen Dalit, Beis Ches Dalit. When we take a sweeping look and a, a big, wide-angled, wide-lensed perspective on the different stages of world history from the point in time that the world was created. According to all the events that have occurred, and looking forward to what the prophets have prophesied. Okay, so we look at past, present, and future. We find that world history divides itself up into four stages, four main epochs and stages of world history. Revius here doesn't mean fourth, it means fours. It's a foursome. Okay, there's a foursome going on. Four different, unique, and specific, specified stages of, of, of world history and world developments. And the Ramchal is going to explain those now one at a time. But first, he gives us like a, a little bit of an opening um, 
dogman opening mushal is has to how we have to look at everything. The nachshav hamina anushi kulei kaadam echad measi valdu ad amdai apirkai karoi. We will, for the time being, says the Ramchal, look at humanity, look at mankind, like one person going through different stages of life, life's development, uh, from birth till um, maturity. I mean, we're going to look at mankind, humanity, and that really means, as we know always, in particular, Klal Yisrael, from the year um, zero of creation to nowadays, the year 5782, like one person, Klaisol can be can be thought of as one individual, one person who's just gone through different stages of development, and that's going to help us understand the four stages, past, present, and future history of the world. And this mushal about looking at Klaisol as one person is a bit more than just a mushal, a bit more than just an analogy uh, um, and a, a, a metaphor. We've seen this already in the Ramchal, that all of Klaisol is really... Um, an extension of Adam Rishon and splinter cells of Adam Rishon and we're really all working now to rectify what went wrong with Adam Rishon and Gan Eden what, 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 what um, would have happened if Adam Rishon would not have sinned which is he would have lived forever we are not just his descendants we are his um, cloned splintered cells and he has been scattered into all the neshamas of Klai Yisrael. So, when the Ramchal says we're going to look at Klai Yisrael and, and, and humanity as one person is going through four stages of development, it's really a little bit more than just a mushal, more than just a metaphor that is, you know, on, 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 a, on a neshama level, really what is going on. But let's see. Let's see the Ramchal take us by the hand now and take us through four stages of world history. V'hineh. Humanity starts, Klaistral starts, mankind starts, the way every person starts, because again we're looking at humanity as a person. The same way every person starts, as a person start, in a state where the histaklus and Chayshech is governed by Tigbaris Gadol, where, Sichlus, I'm sorry, Sichlus, ignorance, foolishness, and, um, uh, a, 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 a boorishness, a lack of any intelligence is ever-present. And the person in the beginning of his career, in the beginning of his life, is very much um, very much given over to the powers of darkness. Chayshech just means being involved in the material world, in the physical world, and it's exactly paralleling what the Ramchal told us yesterday about a baby. A baby is born into chayshech, chayshech meaning a darkness of the spirit, a darkness of the soul, a lack of intelligence, a lack of sophistication, a lack of awareness, a lack of intellectual development. That's the state that mankind is in in the beginning of the world's creation, meaning even the adults, the, uh, uh, the, the adults of the world are in a state of infancy. The world is in a state of infancy, and that's stage one. Shenedra mimenu ayyidiya amitis beboyrei yizbarachu v'shleimusa hedergado. Why is mankind in a state of infancy in the beginning of the world's creation? Because mankind collectively lacks intelligence. The same way an infant has no intelligence. Mankind collectively is ignorant. The same way a baby and an infant is ignorant. Ignorance and lack of intelligence of what? And people are quite sophisticated. Look, I mean, they were able to build this huge tower, the Migdal bubble. Look, they were able to get that tower pretty, pretty high off the ground. That's a pretty major engineering feat. 
Look at the pyramids that were built by the Egyptians. Look at the um, look at the seven wonders of the ancient world that were wonderful to look at. The what? Irrigation systems. Sure. Look at that. Hanging gardens. The ancients were able to pull off all kinds of things. So what does the Ramchal mean? They were lacking intelligence. They were lacking sophistication. They were lacking awareness like a baby. They were in, the man was in a state of infancy. He's referring to a lack of intelligence and awareness of the Rebbeinu Shalaylam. There's a lack of intelligence and awareness of Hashem. That's where they're in a state of infancy. When it comes to knowing HaKadosh Baruch Hu, when it comes to understanding HaKadosh Baruch Hu, when it comes to intelligence and sophistication and an awareness of Hashem, their maker and their creator, that's where mankind is in a state of infancy. So that's a very interesting insight. Very, very fascinating, interesting insight over here. So this is Ramchal, mankind is, there were infants, were babies, because the same way a baby is unintelligent, there's only a good, there's no neshama, so that has to be thought of also in terms of a knowledge of one's creator. That's really what the intelligence is there for. Mankind collectively has no intel, has no awareness inherently of the Rebbeinu Shalaylam, and we see indeed, you know, we have Psukkim upon Psukkim there in, in um, Bereshus and Anoyach how, how Avodah is already rampant from the times of Anoyach Azhucha Lukroi B'Shem Hashem Avodah is is rampant idol worship is proliferating and there isn't a clear open awareness of Hashem and Hashem's truth man is in a stage of a state of infancy Bumashikaru Chazal that's why Chazal referred to this as what? Shnei Alofim Toyu. Two thousand years of desolation. Desolation, barrenness. The two thousand years of desolation, desolation on a spiritual level. Desolation on a, an, a, on, on a godly intelligence level. Knowledge of God, awareness of God, intelligence. When it comes to having intimate, intimate understanding of one's maker... That's the first, first 2,000 years of creation. That's 2,000 years of, of infancy. Chazal referred to as 2,000 years of tayu, of desolation. It's really also 2,000 years of infancy, of mankind and state of development where we don't have that intelligence yet. So it's a spiritual infancy. Spiritual infancy, yes. No, not, not materialistic, not physical infancy. Correct, spiritual. correct. Spiritual infancy, yes. Very good. Um, and that brings us to what? What, what, what coincides with the end of the 2,000 years of Tayu is when Avram Avinu arrives on the scene and he begins to disseminate Torah. That's the beginning of Torah. Of Torah being disseminated by, first by Avram, then by the Shvatim, and then a few hundred years later, Harsinai happens in, 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 a, in a, uh, a grander scale, a bigger revelation. So we go from 2,000 years of desolation of barrenness, ignorance, to 2,000 years, uh, the next stage, which is Torah. And that's the next stage in the mankind's development in terms of spiritual development, in terms of in, in, intelligence when it comes to God. Let's see. The second stage of world history of development of mankind is better than the first. That's the stage that we happen to be living in right now. We're in stage two. We, right now, Ramchal is writing this in the 1500s. We're here reading this in the... 2000s, you know, in the year 5782, we're in stage two. What's that? We have, thank God, says the Ramchal, 
Yediyas mitzi usay is baruch v'shleim usay. We have knowledge of Hashem's essence and Hashem's perfection. V'tayras Hashem itanu, we have Hashem's Torah. Thank God we have access to this. We've received it at our Sinai. We received it from our ancestors. It's recorded. It's transmitted. We have open access to Torah, to enlightenment, to knowledge of Hashem. Intellectual development. We serve the Rebbein Shalom. We know Hashem. We're aware of Hashem. And we have access to all the information of Hashem and Hashem's truth. So we're at the next stage up in terms of the collective intellectual development of mankind. We can be thought of in an adolescent stage now. From infancy, where there's garnish going on. You know, a vilda chayo. Uh, nothing going on at all. Just, just a, rile, a wild, rough beast. That's what the infant is. To adolescence, which we're, where we are now, that we we have access to information, we can grab that information and 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 buy the information we so wish. So why is it only stage two? Then how come we're only stage two? What's stage three? What's stage four? Amnam ain't ain't navi. We're still lacking in terms of the the fullest madrega, the fullest highest level of of development intellectually. We don't have open miracles. We don't have open interactions with Hashem. We don't have prophecy. Oh, very good, very good. Very good. So we don't have open prophecy. We don't have miracles. We don't have nevuah. We don't have those those shluchim that can share with us Hashem's open, the the the, the uh, clarified truth and Hashem's um, ultimate will. We have to kind of, you know, hack through the, the, uh, the jungle to try to discover it on our own. We have to argue that with our chavrusas and, 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 and try to sift through paiskim and machleksim. And even then, you know, did we really get to the, to the, to the really kimchaim, ratan Hashem? We go according to our understanding, we go according to our chachma, we go according to our abilities. Um, and that's how we work, that's the best that we can work, that's the only way that we can work. But in terms of what's the Rebbeinu's ultimate ratzen for us, what is the ultimate pshat in this Mishnah, what's the real pshat in this Gemara, what's the real pshat in this Taisis, we don't have access to that. We only have the abilities to work to the best of our, our, our abilities. Then we don't have the highest form, we don't have that higher form of clarity that comes from Nevuah. The hasar ha'aschol amitis shi'iruach ha'kodesh I'm sorry, we're also lacking a, a certain divine influence known as Ruach HaKodesh. We don't have Ruach HaKodesh anymore. And here, Ramchal said it, Rabbi Yisai, black and white, we don't have Ruach HaKodesh. And he said, this is the stage that we live in. The Ramchal's writing this 400 years ago, 500 years ago, the Ramchal's telling us that we do not any longer, 400 years ago, the Ramchal's telling us we no longer have Ruach HaKodesh. The divine spirits. What do we have? That people say all the time, well, this, this kid has Ruach HaKadosh. Yes, what happened when we said uh, in the term that it was It's coming up. It's coming up in the next section. of. Uh, here we have foreshadowing of things yet to come in, in Chela Gimel of Der Hashem. What, what we still do have and what we don't have anymore. Okay, what we do have and we don't have. We, yeah. We, when we, when we, we will discover that when we use the term Ruach HaKadosh nowadays, it's really a borrowed term. Not the Rach HaKadosh of old. Um, okay, we don't even have that divine influence anymore, that divine guidance. a frightening idea over here. What a person can understand through his own effort, through his own labors, through his own... Um, application 
to delving into learning compared to what he understands in Torah when he has a divine influence is like can be a, a, a compared to the relationship of the body to the soul. And that's a scary, frightening idea. That the most we can understand through our own efforts is on a level of a bodily level. A kind of a... What does he mean by a body compared to the soul? It means like we're getting like the... The wrapper. The wrapper. The outside... Um, layer. The outside layer. Now... Torah, Ba'atim, has inner layers and inner layers and inner layers of fire, of truth, of clarity, of meaning, of wisdom. And to get there, you need to have that divine inspiration, Navua, Ruach HaKadosh, to really access the innermost layers. And we can't get there. We get an idea of, of, of those inner layers from the outer layer. That's the guft of the Neshama, and that's what we're able to get through our own efforts. And, and I may listen, and it's a little bit, it's on, on one hand, it's a little maybe depressing, on the other hand, it's a little mind-blowing that, you know, all Kolatari Kula, everything that we're able to understand and perceive, and the Tzamidi Chacham that we know, that we're walking around with so much information on their fingertips, which is so impressive. Reb Chaim Kanievsky, Zeichat Tzadik Bukosh Levracha, Kolatari Kula on his fingertips, all that was only the the outside layer, the, the, the label of something much greater that that was within, which we currently don't have access to. Imagine that. How much is there just on the outside layer? And we'll give another nice mushal. I was discussing with our very own dear Moshe Brill over here yesterday about uh, eating onions. And um, the whole discussion, you can eat onions, you can't eat onions. So let's say you can eat onions, okay? Now, you like to eat onions? Yeah. I was. I figured you'd like to eat onions because otherwise I wouldn't have bothered you so much. So, you know, with an onion, there's the outer, outer peel, the outer, the first peel for the onion. So sometimes a little brownish, it's a little, um, stiffer, not as, not as fresh, not as moist as the inner layers, right? What do you usually do with that outer layer, the outermost layer of the onion? You throw it away. I, I'm not even talking about like the, the shell. I'm talking about the one, there's like the papery one, that's, that's completely brown. And then the one right underneath that, which is still also a little brownish and not as moist, that one also usually, don't use that one. Let's say you eat that one, the one that everyone throws away. What would it taste like? Like a like brown paper. I think somewhere in the middle. It wouldn't be mamish like brown paper, but it wouldn't have mamish the same geschmack and the same enjoyment as the, the, the inner moist, juicy sumptuous layers of the onion within, right? If you would eat it, you would feel it would be like paper with an oniony taste. I think that's what it would be. Definitely wouldn't taste like eating loose leaf paper, but it wouldn't be the same thing as the inner, inner part of the onion. It would be paper with an oniony taste. It would be something that gives you an idea of what's going on inside the onion. Give you an idea. Let's say you're able to remove the apple skin, the apple peel from the apple. So there's no flesh of the apple there at all. Now most people, when they eat an apple, they eat it with the, with, with the, the peel. Right? Unless you're a kid, a very finicky, fussy kid that won't eat the apples, the peels on them. You have to peel the apple for the kid. Or unless it's Pesach, and you don't eat peels on Pesach because you're a good Jew and Jews don't eat peels on Pesach, right? So let's say you could take off the peel of the apple in such a way that there's no flesh there at all. And you eat the peel. What would it taste like? Tart. Tart? Heavy brothage. Would it taste like 
A cucumber? No. No, it wouldn't. But it tastes like an avocado? No. What would it taste like? Apple. It tastes like an apple. It tastes the same as the juicy, fleshy fruit within? Of course not. But it would be approaching the taste of the apple. You'd you, 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 you get a sense, a glimpse of the taste of the apple through the peel. Wow, how about that? It's amazing. That's what the Ramchal is talking about. That's our toy right now. We just have the peel. We have the label. Let's say you buy a bottle of Dr. Pepper. Two liter bottle. You peel off the label from the bottle and you eat the label. Eat the label. You don't open up the soda. You don't pour yourself a cup. You eat the label. The Dr. Pepper label. What's that going to taste like? Plastic. It'll taste like plastic. Okay, so that's not a good example. But if you have a potato peel, it'll taste something like a potato. A cucumber peel will taste something like a cucumber. An apple peel will taste something like an apple. It gives you an idea, a sense of what's going on inside. But just a sense. What's going on inside is so moist and juicy and potent and powerful. That's our Torah compared to the Torah that's learned when we have Ruch HaKadosh and Avuah. So, so this is a very sobering idea over here. The Ramchal saying that when you didn't have Ruch HaKadosh, when they have Nevuah, sometimes we say to ourselves, okay, so we don't have Nevuah, we still have Torah. We don't have the same Torah. When there's Nevuah and Ruch when there's Nevuah, there's Ruch HaKadosh, when there's Ruch HaKadosh, a Yid who's learning divine inspiration, like Hashem's divine guidance. The Torah is a different Torah. The Torah is a different Torah. It's a Torah that's juicier, moister, more potent, more powerful, more real, more actual, more authentic. It's like eating potato peels as opposed to the potato, eating the apple peels as opposed to the apple. It's not just prophecy that we're lacking. It's the accuracy, the potency of the Torah itself. That's a scary thought. So now we're only in stage two because we, yes, we have Torah, we have access to Hashem and Hashem's wisdom and inspiration and knowledge, but we only have a taste of it. And the greatest Talmud Chacham still, even he only had a taste of it. So that's why we require stage three. What stage three then? Stage three is when they're started together with Rach HaKesha, with Nebu, and Yisavar is pointing out that, hold on a second, didn't we already have stage three? And he's exactly correct. Let's see. Matzah Shlishi Tavimizad, there's a higher stage, stage three, which is above stage two, which is where we currently are in 5782, and the Ramchal in the 1600s. And that is what? Who? Kematzah the Ramchal also made it into the 1700s, I'm pretty sure. I think it was late 600s, early 1700s. So, so uh, I, I originally dated him too, too early. But anyway, what's the third? Uh, but even then, in the Ramchal, even in the Ramchal's day and age, he's saying there was no more uh, Ruach HaKadosh. No Ruach HaKadosh anymore, says the Ramchal. What's the third stage of development of humanity? Who commands of Zaman Beis HaMikdash? That's like the times of the Beis HaMikdash. There's open miracles, there's wonders, there are signs. There, Hashem is openly dealing, openly displaying himself. There are prophets and prophecies. So that means we have Torah on a higher level. We have not just the onion peel, we have the inside of the onion. Not just the apple peel, we have the apple all the way to the core. Not just the label of the Dr. Pepper bottle, we have every last drop of every last ounce of that Dr. Pepper we have. Ah, so why is it only stage three? Why is that not stage four? That's the highest level. The problem with that is, the reason that that's not the ultimate, that's only stage three, is because this Shefa, divine inspiration, Ruach HaKadosh, Nevuah, which is guiding mankind and mankind's clarity, is only limited to individuals. The only select people that are, that are able to become prophets, 
and even they only get it through difficulty, through a lot of work. And here the Ramchal is actually laying the groundwork for the second, the third section, which is yet to come, which is going to be on the topic of prophecy. He's he's kind of setting up a bridge to the third section, which will begin after Shavuos. Even those people who are prophets are only able to achieve it through difficulty. There's things in the way of prophecy. There are obstacles to prophecy. Not every person can have prophecy because even though there's a Beis HaMikdash, there's still a Yetzir Hara. And if there's a Yetzir Hara, there's room to sin. If there's room to sin, there is are, are obstacles in the way of prophecy. So, so before we go on, it turns out that we have, man has developed from stage one, which is infancy, in the times of Adam Rishon until Avram Avinu, that was stage one. Then we had adolescence, that was stage two. That's when Avram Avinu r- arrives on the scene, Torah. Stage three is Eretz Yisrael, the Beis HaMikdash. We go up to stage three. <coughs> one, two, three. And then Churim Beis HaMikdash, the destruction of the temple, we sink back down to two again. So if we chart out a graph of the development of mankind, we've gone from infancy to adolescence to adulthood back to adolescence again. Like we've been sent to time out. Mankind has been sent to time out. Christ has been sent to time out. We slip back down to adolescence again. We still have Torah. We don't have Nebu. We don't have Ruach HaKadosh. What's the fourth and final stage? That's the one that's yet to come. Matzav Ravi, Toiv Mikulam. The fourth stage is going to be higher and richer and better than everything, put to, than all of the original three. That is what the prophets have prophesied about what lies in store for mankind, for Klai Yisrael, in days yet to come. There will no longer be any Ignorance, no foolishness, no lack of knowledge. Hashem's divine inspiration, will be poured forth over all mankind. Without any difficulty, you won't have to work for this. And this, he's not talking about, not even yet, he's talking about Yemais HaMashiach. As the Pasuk says, Kimol is Hashem, Kamaim the whole world will be filled with knowledge of God as the ocean, as the waters cover the oceans. Um, this is already this is Mashiach Zaitan, when man will reach the fourth stage of development. Anushi <clears throat> at that point the the development of man will reach its final stage. From there there will be Elevations and upgrades and upgrades will move to a state where we enjoy the knowledge of God for eternity, and that's going to be Olam Haba. But the fourth stage is not Olam Haba. The fourth stage is Yemais HaMashiach. Okay, so again, it's charting this out, development of mankind. Again, we go from infancy, adolescence, adulthood, adolescence, and then we're going to go skip the third step and go from there to the fourth and final step. We're just going to be going to call that going from adulthood to wisdom. You know? Adults are wiser than adolescents, but but uh, the wisest are the people that are beyond adulthood. People that are the wise, the wise. What the wise guys? The wise guys. Um, <clears throat> and these will be the four stages of development of mankind. And we threw a little bit of Navun here. We saw we saw some unbelievable ideas over here that. All Kolotar Kula, as we have it now, is just the peel to the inner core, which we don't have now. 
um, eating the apple peel, not the apple. Quite intimidating, but at the same time, quite um, energizing. Is look how much you can just get from the peel itself. Um, and, 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 and us versus the the, 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 even in the days of yore, where there was prophecy in Klai Yisrael, Ruach HaKadosh in Klai Yisrael, divine guidance and inspiration, is, is unfathomable. We can't really relate to that because it's not just, oh, it was like Klaisel with the Nevoah. Right? What does the Navi mean? Like, you want to know where your donkeys are. Like, Dabramelk, so you go to the Navi, you find out where the donkeys are. No, no. Zachmer. Nevoah, prophecy, and Ruchachesh is not just there to find where the donkeys are. Not just to find out, you know, what should I do with my life? Should I be a plumber, an electrician? Should I be a tailor? Should I, should I make pizzas? Nevoah and Ruchachesh are there to give and Torah and give Havana and Torah and, and, and the accurate, authentic understanding of what Torah really is. And without that, we're really, again, only appreciating it, getting a schmeck, getting a, a, a taste of Torah without really getting the inner core of Torah. So that, that, that's something that's quite um, significant. And, and that we see what the Ramchal is doing over here, but, but, but now that we've wrapped up this second to last paragraph, and we see the, the final one, you know, hoving into view over here. He says, what does the Ramchal want with this? The very nice, very nice journey he just took us on, the four stages of development, development of mankind, of Kala Yisrael, and what they, how they parallel four stages of, of uh, development of human being. What's this doing over here? What's it doing at the end of this paragraph, at the end of this section? What's this doing with the discussion of, of, of Hashgacha, of Hashem's involvement? But the idea is, when that gives us so much clarity on and, and, and ties together everything that we've seen in this parak, we see ultimately Hashem's hashkacha, which breaks down into hashkaf and hashpa. Hashem is mashkich, is involved in the system because Hashem wants to guide the system. Hashem wants to see the system go somewhere. Hashem is there to track the system, monitor the system, give, uh, uh, pump the system, uh, keep it ticking over, keep it running, be mashpia into the system, power the system, keep the system running the right way. Be'ikr, all that of, 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 of Hashem's hashkafa, monitoring the system, being mashpi, giving to the system, where does that primarily show up? In the realm of man's intelligence and intellectual development. That's really what it's all about. And that's what the Ramchal wants from this final develop, this, um, idea. Giving us four stages of man's development. These are four stages of intellectual development. We start as infants, man, for 2,000 years. We have Torah. We don't, the open access to Hashem is not present. There's no Torah. There's no Navi. There's no Chacham. Let's wait 2,000 years for Avram Avinu. Then we have Torah, we have access to Torah, but we don't have Nuvu and we don't have Rukhakesh. Then we have Nuvu and Rukhakesh, but it's not open uh, to the masses. Then it's finally, Lasud Lava, Yemashiach will be open to the masses. But these are four stages, Rabbi Yisai, not a physical development, but as Yosef Arya so succinctly pointed out, four stages of intellectual development. And this is here at the end of the discussion of Hashkacha, Hashem being Mashbi, because this is ultimately what Hashem's Hashkacha is all about. Hashem is here to de- guide humanity, Klai Yisrael, through intellectual development, a, 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 a polishing and a um, growth of intelligence to get us to that point of Molaard's day as Hashem, the whole land, the whole world will be filled with das of the Rebbeinu Shalaylam. And yes, Hashem's Hashba is also there for the guf. The guf should be in, in, in a good state. The guf should have prosperity. The body, the physicality should enjoy a good life, but ultimately it's only there for the, the guf to be able to be subservient to the neshama, 
to be there as something which is not getting in the way of the soul and the soul's intellectual pursuit, intellectual development, and understanding of the Rebbeinu and that's really what it's all about. The ultimate goal of all of Hashem's Hashpah and what Olam Hazeh, Yemai Mashiach, and Olam Habo are all about is the day is Hashem is 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 the development of chachma of wisdom, which is the bottom line ingredients in Zveikus and becoming one with Akash Baruch. So this is why this is here, and that wraps up the second to last paragraph of Mitzvah Shem. Tomorrow we will set our sights on the final paragraph over here in Perches and in Chelik Beis. Mitzvah Shem wrap make it make it a wrap Rabbi Say. Second section of Derech Hashem will be tomorrow. In the meantime, everyone should have a wonderful, blessed today.